It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go, back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 part go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Yeah. Welcome to the Giants huddle. Instant analysis of the Giants 25-3 to victory over the Carolina Panthers at MetLife Stadium. We are joined by Super Bowl champion punter Jeff Fiegels. You can always catch all of our podcasts on the Giants Podcast Network and all of your podcast sites. Jeff, a much-needed victory for the Giants after the 1-5 and five start. You could see the celebration on the sideline. These players were really jacked up. It was like a breath of fresh air. Well, it, it always is when you win. I mean, uh, obviously, they uh, they played well. They had a, This is a team that I think they knew they had a chance to, to compete with and win. So, you know, from an ex-player standpoint, the wins really helped the morale of the team, the confidence. And, hey, listen, they, they came out here. They did what they had to do. I thought the defense really, really stepped up today and, and a much-needed win. Well, let's talk about the defense first, although there was plenty on offense to talk about as well. But the defense held Carolina to 173 total yards. They had six sacks. Uh, and held them to only three points. Uh, Jeff, this is the kind of defensive effort I think a lot of us expected early on this season, and the Giants' defense had not been clicking. Well, listen, this is, this is polar opposites of the week before. You know, in the fourth quarter, the Rams, they take their starting quarterback out for a good reason because he just put, basically torched the defense. The Panthers took their quarterback out in the fourth quarter because basically he wasn't getting it done. Um, so that just goes to show you that's a win for the defense right away. Uh, this defense came out. What I was proud about this Giants defense today was for them to come back after what they did last week. That just proves to you that there's a lot of guys that care in that locker room. One and five coming into this game. That's leadership. I talk about that all the time. At each position, there has to be guys that will take the, take charge of that leadership in the locker room. They did that. Patrick Graham really got together with his coaches and came up with an outstanding game plan. We knew that this offense for the Panthers wasn't that great. It was more of a defensive team, and they showed it. Well, I think it's really important we bring up the word execution because we've been talking about how... There's been lack of it forever. Right, with yeah. missed tackles yeah. and guys busting coverages and not getting home. And then today the execution was at a very high level. They gave up an opening drive, 13 plays, 46 yards, as the Panthers started this game with the ball and took a 3 to nothing lead. By the way, that's only six points total now. The Giants have given up in the first quarter this season. They've been very fast starters. But here's the key. After that possession, going into halftime, the Giants forced three punts, had an interception, and had a safety on an intentional grounding. They really locked down. And 121 yards in the first half. So, um, yeah, and that's just that's being opportunistic. Listen, this defense has now taken the ball away seven games in a row. They've had a takeaway. Um, that's an opportunistic defense. What you do with it on the other side of it makes makes the, all the world of a difference. You look at last, we can just go down each game. There's times when the offense just doesn't take and play that complimentary. But this defense, they really did a nice job surrounding the football. And, by the way, preparation – Okay, I'm not saying that they don't prepare. You know, when you're one in five and you're in search for a win so badly, guys take a little bit of effort to go and maybe do a little bit more preparation than they normally do. And like I said, I'm not saying that they don't prepare, but this is what it takes to win football games. And I think the execution showed today. Guys were studying a little bit more here and there, and they're paying attention to detail, and it, and it, it proved. The Giants had a 5-3 to three lead late in the second quarter, and we all know how near the end of the first half has been a problem for the D, but they come up with that pick. It's a James Bradbury interception as the Panthers get down to the Giants' 25, and it's a second and uh, 24. 
after an incompletion and a, and a holding penalty, which puts the, the Panthers in a really bad spot. And Giants are playing zone, and there's Sam Donald just throwing it up there to center field. Bradbury's pick, although the Giants don't turn it into points, it's a defensive stop near the end of the half, something that they've been looking for all year. They, they found it. They found the stop, and, and that's, by the way, the Giants were getting the ball in the second half to start the second half. So for those of you that do or don't believe in momentum, that is a big momentum change. And by the way, yeah, they broke the streak of not giving up a score at the second quarter and going into the halftime. So that brings momentum into your locker room, and you come out swinging in the second half. All right, let's talk about the third quarter where the Giants really took control of this game. They go on an 11-play, 75-yard drive that takes over six and a half minutes to complete. Dante Pettis with a five-yard touchdown catch. There was a review thinking that his shin may have hit the ground. They said, no, the call stands, and it's a touchdown. But I want to talk about that drive. The Giants had four explosive plays of more than 10 yards during the course of that drive. And believe it or not, it actually started with a minus four on the second play of the drive on a screen to Pettis. But they got themselves off the dirt, and Daniel Jones was terrific. I, I, you know, just not only in that, that third quarter, but in the whole game. I mean, he really came out here. We talk about leaders all the time. He is the leader of this team. He's one of the, he is probably the best player on that field. Um, coming off the concussion last week, was there any residuals? Who knows? But the fact of the matter is, is that he took charge. Was their best running back, was their best thrower, and their best receiver today on the trick play. But, you know, yeah, so, you know, when you're in those types of situations, you got to grind. you got to find ways to make plays, and they did it then in those series that you talked about. Well, let's talk about Jason Garrett for a second because very creative during this particular series, which was the turning point in the game. Let's not make any mistake about it. Well, yeah, it was 5-3 to three at halftime. They start off with a 15-yard pass to Slayton. A little bit later on, 14 yards to Booker. 16-yard catch from Pettis, who takes a handoff from Booker and throws it to Daniel Jones. And Jones, by the way, a nice one-handed catch. Booker also takes an 11-yard pitch as he tries to get your yardage on the ground and then the touchdown. But but the mixture of plays mm-hmm. and then especially the gadget to Jones, including there was also a Jones draw play in there as well. Yeah. Very, very spicy series for the Giants. And, and, and just going back to the series, to the couple plays before that, they had a third and 12 on a rollout by Daniel Jones that he was able to make a play to Booker. We, you and I talk about plays above the X's and O's all the time. That was a play above the X and those extended the drive, kept it going, and then you talk about the plays that you did. But yeah, you know, listen, we've seen da- we've seen Jason Garrett be a little creative. They, we've had uh, a little, you know, just kind of we had the wildcat with Tony when he was down a few weeks ago. Um, this is by the, you know, they threw the ball to Tony. Tony tried to throw the pass. He, he was smart enough to throw it away. So there is some creativeness behind Jason Garrett. This happened to work, and it was a great play by Daniel Jones. Just so to show you how athletic he really is. Giants were three for three on third down conversions on that drive. And that's just, that's moving the sticks. Rather than chasing the sticks, which they normally do, uh, they're making plays. And, you know, one of my keys to, I, I didn't mention it, but I thought one of the keys to this game was really trying to create some really positive yards on those early downs so that the Giants wouldn't have to get in third and long so that they could be three for three converting third downs. Now, that particular score started a uh, uh, consecutive possessions of four in a row where the Giants put points on the board. Touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Right. 
That's the kind of efficiency that Giants offense has really not been able to put forth all year long. Absolutely. And, and by the way, we haven't we haven't talked about the penalties. They they really were. There's some penalties on the. They offensive had a lot line. of them in this game. Well, they had a lot of crucial ones on that offensive line. You know, some illegal that man downfield. Those shouldn't happen if you're an offensive lineman. Um, but yeah, they were able to overcome some of those. And by the way, good teams. You know, when you get the ball and you can sustain those, keep going with those drives, then you can put points up on the on the board. They're going to have to continue to do that to win games. Now, the last touchdown, Devontae Booker rumbles 25 yards in garbage time. I don't okay. want to necessarily talk about that one, but the drive before that, it is a 15 to three Giants lead with about 11 and a half minutes to go, and they force the Panthers to punt. All right, now by this time, PJ Walker's in the game. Sam Donald is already done for the day. They've already chased him. And the Giants go 10 plays, 32 yards, and they get a Gano, Graham Gano 44-yard field goal to make it 18-3. to So now at that point, they're up by 15 points. And I think that's really where you started to feel like this game was going to be in hand. But I want to go back to that drive because they get a third-one conversion, Penny for a two-yard run, a third-and-eight conversion, Ross for a 13-yard completion, and then on third and 12, Booker only gets four, and they're forced to settle for the field goal. But two critical third-down conversions that did enough on the drive to get them into scoring range so that they could really put the game away. And, and put the game away, you know, 18-3. to three, But, you know, you don't score there. That, although the Panthers weren't doing much offensively, but you never want to keep it close. And, by the way, you know, as you move forward to being, becoming a better football team, you learn to put teams away when you can. That's what the Giants did today. No matter what it was, a 25-yard scamper for a touchdown in garbage can, it doesn't matter. They executed the play. They had hat on a hat. They made the blocks, and he scored. Just outstanding running by him. Let's talk about a couple of generics here. I thought the offensive line did enough to give Daniel Jones time. They did go to a lot of quick game. There's no question about that. But Burns and and Hassan Reddick. Right, but they did what they had to do. They kept those two guys for the most part off the board. Burns had one sack. Reddick was a non-factor. Yeah, we talked about him in the pregame show. We thought he would be all over the place because of the ineffectiveness of Matt Parrott. And obviously, you know, uh, Nate Solder is a grizzly veteran. We didn't know what was going to happen there. I did see they gave those, both those guys a lot of help with the tight ends today, which was smart. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the offensive line, listen, they, they, they came out, they tried to run the football. Listen, this is an overall win for this whole offense and being able to do, go out there and do what they did. And, and obviously, you got to compliment the defense for what they did, too. All right, let's go back to the defense for a minute because they harassed Donald. And there were times when he did have time, but then there was great coverage in the secondary. And, you know, I have to be honest with you, Jeff. The fact that both the pass rush and the secondary worked in unison today was something that, again, we hadn't seen a whole lot of. Yeah, and you know, you, you saw Jabril Peppers very active inside today. They're moving him down into the box. I think that's a natural position for him. Um, a lot like Jamal Adams a little bit. The guy loves him. He was, he was in the backfield. Whether he was making sacks or not, he was disrupting things. But, yeah, when those two parts play together – when there's pressure and when there's not pressure, the back end helps you and vice versa. Um, a lot of things help. Listen, I think that uh, – um, hello, Logan, Ryan, had two consecutive he – he, he gave up a big, big play and then he came back with two third down stops for himself. He redeemed himself a little bit. Yeah, so this back end of the defense played well. Uh, overall, the defense got a lot of – they got a lot of pressure on Sam Darnold, which is what you had to do because we knew he was going to turn it over. It was just a matter of time. No question. All right, so the Giants will play Kansas City 
on Monday Night Football next weekend. Tough place to go. It's a very difficult place to play, but the Chiefs have had a lot of trouble with their defense this year. Yeah, and their so, offense also. Today they didn't you know. They, they well, didn't Pat Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes got injured in the yeah. game today. So All right, so we don't know what the status of him yeah. is going to be or where the Chiefs will stand. But having said that, the Chiefs don't look quite as formidable maybe as they would have a month and a half ago before the season started. Yeah. What did you like about what the Giants did today specifically that you think they might be able to use to take on Kansas City? Well, I'll start on the defensive side. I think that, you know, obviously the uh, Kansas City Chiefs have always been able to put points up. So you as a defense, what they did today, changing some things up. I think that Patrick Graham did a nice job of game planning. You can game plan all you want, but if you don't have the players execute it, and you talked about execution, things like that, that worked today. So you got to bring that type of preparation and that type of scheming against a Kansas City team like a Patrick Mahomes and that offense. Defensively, we know that Spags is a guy that's, you know, his defense is not playing all that well this, this year. And now the Giants offense, if they can get some of these guys back, I don't know if Sterling Shepard can make it back, but get some of the guys back healthy. That'll help them going up against a formidable opponent at Arrowhead is a very difficult place to go. How much would you expect to see Dante Pettis be more a part of this offense going forward after he was a practice squad guy earlier this year, gets called up, and now today turns out to be a really big, big key to this game? I actually think more of his coming out party was last week. How many, how many targets he actually got last week. And then now the team says, hey, listen, this guy is, uh, is forming a little bit of a relationship with Daniel Jones. And I feel like Daniel feels like he can get the ball and trust him. And I think that he's going to be a lot, a big part of it. You know, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of a stringy guy. You know, he'll, he'll find those spots in the defense. And if Daniel Jones can get him the football, he can make plays with his feet. All right. Final question. You've been around this game an awful long time. I know things were tough early in the season. The Giants were 1-5, but now they got a win. They did it at home. It was such a feel-good feeling as they walked off the field with the fans cheering them on. How much of a boost can that be, or is it all forgotten by the time they get to work on Monday? No, it's not all forgotten because, by the way, they know how it felt last week walking off this field and taking that with them through the whole week. It just kind of sits in your brain a little bit. Now they can take that that confidence that they know that the team is behind, the crowd is behind them a little bit, even though they're going on the road. But you know, Paul, you've been around it just as long as I have, probably even more. The fact is, is that winning cures a lot of ailments. And, by the way, it's a confidence builder. And I think that this team can take that confidence. Don't get over. Listen, you never, ever underestimate the Kansas City Chiefs, whether they're with Patrick Mahomes or not. Uh, it would be a little bit different if they were coming in here. Chad Henney is their backup, by the way. Okay, so, you know, you got a chance there. But the fact is you got to prepare. you got to play good. you got to execute. And the number one thing is we know when you go on the road, you cannot turn the football over. I can't believe I've had you on this entire podcast and not asked you once about special teams, which were very clean. Well, they were clean. They had there were some holding penalties no, and blocks. Were, that's the one thing I was yeah. going to tell you. There were some penalties on there. Crossing had two of them. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you know, the number one goal is give the ball back to the offense. No penalties. Maybe get a 10-yard uh, return on a punt and get the ball past the 25. Well, but they handled it well, and they didn't give well, up any big returns. But you gotta you got to button up the penalties because you just, you know, the penalties on special teams, not only do you mark off the amount of yards it was for the penalty, it's a spot foul, and it could be, you know, 20 yards behind of where the returner ended up. All right, that is Super Bowl champion Jeff Fiegels. Jeff, thanks for your instant reaction as the Giants knock off the Carolina Panthers 25-3 to here at MetLife Stadium. You can catch all of your Giants podcasts on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and your favorite podcast platforms everywhere. For Jeff Fiegels, I'm Paul Dottino. So long, everybody.